What's up, guys? I'm Chino. Throughout my journey, I have learned to take each moment, job, relationship, and opportunity as a gift. Each week, I will be sharing my personal experiences, fresh insight from my guests, and discussing topics that help listeners best relate to the journey. I'm deeply passionate about sharing what I've learned in my life to help inspire, motivate, and show that we are never alone. With hardships comes healing, and with personality comes hoops. This is Chino's Best. Guys, what is up? Welcome to Chino's Best. We are sitting here with three music gurus, as I call them. We've got two DJs. We've got a music producer. Um, we've got Brandon Real, JR, also known as DJ No, and Miss Annie, DJ Annie D. Um, we just want to say thank you to Indie Fitness Magazine for the studio time and the availability and we will be talking about music, DJing, making beats, and all of the things included in what these people do for a living. So, hello, guys. Welcome to the show. What's, What's good? Up? Hey, thanks for having me. Hey. I'm excited. <laughs> JR. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> hey, man, it's recording. It's recording. <laughs> we are recording. Dumbass just fell out of the chair. <laughs> I was definitely that guy. So. As I just looked at him to like start. Were you trying start. to get a video? <laughs> I was just trying to get a video and then I, Guys, I, I almost fell out of my chair. <laughs> I genuinely Darn, looked at him <laughs> to Darn. ask him about himself and he almost just fell out of the chair. <laughs> I Best cannot breathe. Start an episode, honestly. <laughs> so welcome to the episode, guys. Good thing we weren't uh, videotyping. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Audio but everyone only. can hear it and that's going to be the best part. And you have a video. I was, I was about to video. Oh. <laughs> so, now that you've made quite the introduction. What's up? Who are you? Tell us about yourself. Well, my name is James Walden, but I also <laughs> go by DJ No. Okay. How do you spell it? It's spelled G-N-O. <laughs> and the G is silent. Yes, the G is silent. It drives me insane. Like, For sure. The G is silent. Some people say Gino. DJ, can DJ Gino get me into Rebel? Exactly. You don't no. even really know the name. You don't even know him. No. No. That's how I know you're not a real one. Exactly. Is DJ Gino there? No, we don't know who that is. No. Goodbye. Have a good day. Yep. Um. So, what do you want me to call you? JR? James? How do you want me to do this? Well, if you're like an old friend, like from like high school, uh -huh. like grew up with, maybe went to college with, you probably know me as JR, you know? I call you James. I call you JR. That but I, I but you're in my phone as JR. Is when that I moved weird? back here, I was trying to be a little bit more professional. So I oh. started going by James. I had a couple corporate jobs. And oh, I understand that. It's, that's because my name is McKinsey, but I go by Chino. Like, yeah. <laughs> I understand that completely. Yeah. Um, so where are you from? I'm from Indianapolis, born and raised, like not even 10 minutes away from here. I went to North Central High School. I did undergrad at Indiana University. Hey. Um, subsequently moving to New York. For about eight years right after that. Um, and that was a pretty interesting experience, to say the very least. Came back to Indy about 2011 and hopped around with different jobs and stuff. Um, I started DJing about 2009. So that's how 09. I got into that. And that was in New York. Damn, that was 10 years ago. How yeah. do you feel about that? <laughs> I, I mean, 
I, I feel good about it. You know, I just, Seasoned. I just, uh, Seasoned. His old head. like yeah, a good red wine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I know all the new stuff, but like, you know, I know some nooks and crannies in music that a lot of people don't know. You know, I had, I had older sisters, I had three older sisters, you know, and then I had my mom and my dad's generation. So I got exposed to uh, a lot of different music mm-hmm. uh, at a very ripe young age. And I also actually used to, be like one of those latchkeys kid where I, I would go home and I'd be by myself. And yeah. like in the summertime, both my parents would be at work. I'd be at home by myself and I would watch those commercials like with all the, like, you know, the time life classics and, uh-huh. you know, all the different music clips would come out and I would kind of memorize all those songs. So I even knew those songs, like stuff that was out of the genres that my parents didn't even like. Damn, so that's awesome. I've always been kind of like I feel like music. I kind of got blessed with that too because my mom was like the Bee Gees journey. My dad was, his band was classic rock. Nice. And then my older sister, she's eight years older than me. So she's like new kids on the block, Biggie, right. Tupac, all that. And then my sister and I were Backstreet Boys and fucking Britney Spears. I'm like, I am <laughs> cultured. Okay. Yeah, cultured. Definitely. Cultured. Definitely. <laughs> But yeah, that's amazing. So your like love of music started pretty early. Yeah, definitely in childhood. Since I can remember, you know, going to Florida, you know, driving down to Florida with my parents, go to Disney World or whatever. My sisters, we like listen to all sorts of different music. You know, yeah. And of course, I was definitely, um, you know, in my formidable, formidable years. You know, in like high school and middle school, <laughs> and like all the hip hop got real, you know, gangster <laughs> in the '90s. You know, yeah. <laughs> and you know, I grew up on all that good stuff, um, Tupac and Biggie and N.W.A. Yeah. So, but I also like listen to the '80s and all those vibes as well. Uh, Prince and Michael I think that's Jackson, huge, Madonna. though. I think that's huge for. I know Brandon, you make music, and yeah. then you're a little bit younger than we are. And then Annie as a DJ as well. Like, I think that's pivotal in being a better DJ because you're, and and making beats into the effect of reading people and pulling those different genres and kind of making it your own, which would probably be the, the hardest thing I would think. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, you have to be, definitely have to be cultured when it comes to all kinds of music. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I feel like I grew up on a, not a lot of like, I feel like I wasn't very cultured same, in terms of like same. what my parents would listen to. Yeah. Um, I didn't really get a lot of rap hip hop. It was mo- mostly like eighties, Bob Seger, Bob Dylan. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. a lot of bands. My dad loved Alicia Keys. Really? Yeah. He was all about Alicia Keys. He yeah. loved her. My big sister is kind of a gangster though. Like that's where yeah. my thing with like hoops came in because Jessica <laughs> always wear hoops. And I just thought she was the scariest, like, she did not fuck around and she wore a baseball cap and hoops every day. I was like, oh shit, I'm trying to be like shit. my big sister. Yeah. Um, Cause she scared the shit out of me. Yeah. And she went to Warren Central. Like she did, I mean, Jessica did not play. So I feel like the gangster side of my big sister and my dad tried to be a gangster. Like he was always wearing gold chains and shit. And I'm like, yeah. shut up, you sing Aerosmith, okay? <laughs> Calm down. That was like, huh. that was like my uncle for me. <laughs> like my uncle, my mom's brother. That was like, he like got me my first. Uh, mp3 player and like put like yes i don't know like ti and like yes <laughs> the franchise boys like, yes franchise yes boys. god so that's like my freshman year of track. high school like, right there I was like sixth grade on the bus with my 33 songs like yes yes and you count them yes. all and you get to the end and you're like all right okay so Run what are we back. starting with this time before i hit shuffle yeah. like <laughs> no i would i found myself like picking up on rap and hip-hop like on my own like, yeah i had mm. nothing to do with anybody else for sure and um Actually, a funny story. I was, I don't remember what song it was, but, um, I, my mom found me in the living room 
trying to mimic the music video. <laughs> got in trouble. <laughs> oh, it was Dip It Low. Like, oh, oh shit. She was you not dropping down happy. And all that. <laughs> she it was like, I'm in trouble. I'm in big you better fucking pick it up. with this one. <laughs> Leave it yeah. up. Stop. You dipped it low, you better pick, pick it back up, up yeah. sis. Oh, my gosh. That's funny because every generation, my mom always tells me about stories how she was listening to a record called Funky Broadway, and her mother <laughs> heard her. Saw her dancing to it oh, and yeah. listening to Funky Broadway. And it was like, I listened to the song. I was like, what did, what did they say wrong? What was wrong? You know like I mean? nowadays, yeah. My mom, my mom said her, her mother cracked, my grandma cracked the uh, record. The oh. oh, wow. Oh, no. I was like, dang. And then, um, you know, of course, I was in Cincinnati in the back of my uncle's van, me and my cousin Travis, and we're in the back, and we had just got the Humpty Dance record, but the Humpty yes, Dance record yes. was on an album called Sex Packets yeah. yes. by Digital Underground. For sure. And the rest of that album, I don't know if you guys know, was <laughs> absolutely <laughs> filthy. I, that's the only song and, I know off of. Um, there's a song called Freaks of the Industry, and <laughs> let's just say it got to the bad part of that song, and they just all turned around and looked at us like, no, the fuck you are not. And we're like, oh my God, I'm in so much trouble. Oh God. You know what's funny is that song for me when my mom like finally like looked at me and was like, Mackenzie Ray mm. was Genie in a Bottle. Mm. I shit you not. Yeah, my because sister, if you really listen to Genie in a Bottle. Yeah, I literally, I sat there and I was like dancing to it in the living room. I'm like, mom, I heard this song on MTV when I was waiting for the bus. Uh, look, I made a dance to it, and I like, so, oh, and my mom was like, "Uh, the fuck! If you are ever watching MTV before the bus comes again, like, what is this?" Yeah, I got in big trouble. Yeah, I got my MySpace taken away. Oh, everything taken away. MySpace. Wow. I was. I've never was had a MySpace. Well, well, I envy you guys because your access to music has been way better than yeah. mine. Oh, yeah. yeah. Considering the ages, when mm. I was in middle school, you in didn't high school, have LimeWire. Well, we had to go. We had to go to Walmart. <laughs> You know, I had to go to Walmart and get a CD, and you had to have your mom buy it for you because yep. I didn't have any money. You know, yeah. so, you know, middle school, it was it was tough because, you know, people would come over and they'd see your CD collection. Yeah. So I'd yeah. be, like, trying to, like, act like I was hard listening to Dr. Dre and Snoop yeah. Dogg and all that NWA and stuff. But really, I like to listen to, like, Jewel and yeah. um, hey. all that other kind of stuff. Yeah, too. Like Alanis Morissette. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I was about eighth, ninth grade when that came out. I don't, I, you know, I was sneaking and listening to Nirvana because I, I was like, I was embarrassed. <laughs> That's to, like, crazy. Knew, I would have never thought that. that stuff too. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it makes sense, but like, I, I would feel like mm -hmm. I did the same thing in the sense of like, I had Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera and like Backstreet Boys, and I had to know all the songs because all my girlfriends were knowing all the songs. So right. it was like, it's that same concept but i got lucky because there was a record store like right at the end of my street growing up so i would ride was it? i don't i don't even know what it was called uh i grew up over by university of indianapolis like mm -hmm. off of east street okay. and it was just this hole in the wall record store and i'd ride my bike over there and that's where my dad would like get cassette tapes i remember getting my first boom box with cassette tapes and i was hype and i just kept rewinding things and my dad's like mckinney God damn it. Like you're going to, you it. can't keep rewinding this or it's going to fuck it all up. Like, so it's crazy. Like even, even to see that transition from like having a vinyl to a cassette tape, to a yeah. CD, to MP3s, to fucking LimeWire. I love that you said LimeWire. For sure, for sure. <laughs> shout out LimeWire. Right. Yeah, God, shout out all the crashes that LimeWire has Napster. brought Napster. to us. 
thought we were cool because we were like, oh, we're going to burn CDs and sell them for $5. Or when you would have like cassette tapes and you could record over it from the radio. Like you could get a blank cassette and record the radio. And I'm like, I listened to Maroon 5 and I just have it on cassette tape. I used to have cassette tapes. I still have cassette tapes. I've actually seen cars with 8-track players. Damn. Like I've actually ridden in cars. That's how old I am. I'm pretty sure. You're not that old though. not that old. I'm pretty sure that I have. I've been in a vehicle with an eight-track player. I don't even know what that is. So it's oh, a, it, it used to okay. So so the technology. I wish you guys could see so my basic, face. Like you know, how you have a tape. You, <gasps> yeah, can press, a you can press fast forward. You can press rewind. Yeah, yeah. You can stop and you can play. An eight-track, you just shoved it in there and clap, and it started and it just went. Oh. And you couldn't rewind it. You couldn't start. So you got an album on an eight-track. It just went through the album and then it started all the way over again. That's ins. So you actually had to listen to the whole, the whole album. album. Period. Which is honestly kind Period. of cool. You couldn't rewind and listen, go back to your song again. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a gnat in going. the room. James is going to fall out of his chair again. I'm active. I've been watching dead. it. I'm dead. I'm dead. So we also have two other guests in the room. This is like the greatest <laughs> intro ever because it just like easily oh, flowed. Intros. Yeah, exactly. Because we don't even know the two other people in the room because the conversation's just that easy. Mom. So, Annie. Hi. Who are you? Who am I? Um, my name is Annie D. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up in a small town like 20 minutes from here. Okay. Lebanon. Um, mm. I grew up, it was, I mean, I was kind of sheltered, mm. which is crazy to think now that the, the world that I live in. The <laughs> least sheltered person I fucking I know. <laughs> Annie's got her fucking ass out and everything she Man, does. We took the shelter off of Annie. I know. <laughs> we blew that roof off that bitch like a tornado in a trailer park. Yeah, like <laughs> She's ready to go to war now. <laughs> she's ready for war. Okay, so yeah. where'd you go to high school? I was 11 in high school. Um, when I graduated, I ended up at Ball State. Um, I was there for a couple years, did not like and it. And that's where it changed. Well, kind of. <laughs> I did not like it, so I transferred back to um, IPUI, and that's when I moved downtown. Okay. Um, I graduated with a degree in journalism and um, event management. I don't use it at all. I never have. Um, that's fair. But, yeah, so I graduated, started serving full-time, and that's when I met DJ No. Or JR or James, whatever you want to call him. I call him JR. <laughs> even though I haven't known him that long. But um uh we were my friend Brooke and I were serving uh he and Chris Beatty one day and they had a show on what was it, Digital Universe? Yeah, we had the digital universe basically doing this. Yeah. And they invited us to talk about relationships. <laughs> oh, hell's bells. <laughs> <laughs> it's about to go down. <laughs> Brooke and I were like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. So we ended up um <laughs> <laughs> and he was DJing and I had never been into that side of it before. I played instruments my whole life. Same. Um, but I had never like been interested or thought about that side. What instruments did you play? Um, guitar. I first learned the drums is the first instrument I ever learned. Um, guitar, drums, uh, piano. Damn. But I sang too. Like that was like my main Fucking thing. Call her hell at the moon. Hey. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, and then I asked him, hey, would you be down to teach me? And he was hesitant at first. I don't think he really wanted to do it. But I think it was just because I was a girl that he was like, yeah, <laughs> let's do it. You're a female. It wasn't that. It was more, <laughs> it was more like, well, I knew she'd be good at it because she said she played instruments. Yeah. Mm. And then I knew she'd be like a big deal in Indianapolis. Because <laughs> like, 
She had a unique. It's look. like a presence about her. Yeah. For sure. And he's, she's very beautiful, but there's a lot of beautiful people. But she's like she's got a unique look. Yeah. In general, she got red hair. Yeah, like tight. Right you know what I mean? Hair, you know what I mean? Dressed cr- like all red, like, blue, pink. Very aggressive. <laughs> dress you know what I mean? yeah like, <laughs> yeah it is you are you do dress aggressive that's the best way to put it very fashion forward <laughs> yeah and you know i, I knew she'd be like first thing like, brandon said to DJ, her was like your outfit like, oh, i like it for sure <laughs> like, oh you're gonna be good yeah and we would give her a real hard time too oh my god at first i was like fuck this this is what it's gonna be like <laughs> well, well me and my friends like me gerald and chris mm-hmm. and like we got all sit around we'd be bored like i didn't i wasn't getting booked like that so we'd just sit around like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and mm-hmm. we'd be DJing, and we'd like have little battles, if you will. <laughs> so <laughs> we'd get up there, and uh, basically, if <clears throat> you know, we'd watch you DJ, and if you were messing up, we'd mm-hmm. boo you, oh, like <laughs> boo, booing her. Oh yeah, they'd boo me. Oh, if you were if she was playing bad, we boo. Yeah, <laughs> like they're sitting on the couch, and I'm trying to practice. That's good preparation. Um, really though, now that I think back, I'm like, for real, made me. It made me definitely the made time me Annie prepared like, oh, for the God. first time like, I got booed. You guys booed. are assholes. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are crazy. It helped me though. The first, I'll never forget the first time I got booed or got an ice cube. That was the first time I got an ice cube thrown at me. Oh my <laughs> God. How rude. Uh, yeah. That's Did you do that? Well, no, I never throw ice cube. <laughs> Where were you at? Tin roof. Oh my god, yeah. that's insane though. Tin roof. I got I got ice cubed. I, I did. I, I, I made sure he was. I made when, sure that dude was out. When I like, I like want the them to here. like be there. Like when I when I see someone I know, I throw ice cubes at them, and I'm like, look over here. I think you've thrown ice cubes at me before. That's accurate. Yeah, to get your attention. Well, I just think ice cube throwing is the easiest way to get someone's someone's attention. No, like, at least it's not a drink. I mean, I if you're across so. the bar and I'm like trying is to get your attention. Is it malicious, though? Like, no, no, no. Am I like, trying to knock you no, out? She's like, an athlete. She's throwing it hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have That's good aim. Saying, like, I have good aim. Like, college was for, wasn't was free for no reason. Okay. okay. So, um, but no, I like it. The music's loud and I see someone I know. I'm taking an ice cube, throwing it at you. So you look at me. I so I can be like, chest, come the fuck though, over like, here. She does like this. <laughs> yeah, that's literally that's exactly what I do with my get over here. Well, at least hey, it works clearly. Um, so also, Brandon, hello, pal. What's up? Who are you? Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> you know that's a great question. <laughs> that's I Should be the asking. easiest one, but everyone's like, uh. Yeah, I mean, I, uh? I'll keep it simple. I also grew up in a small town, like twenty minutes from here, but like south. Oh, okay. So I'm from okay. Franklin. Oh, okay. Community. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people get that mixed up with Central, but community. So, <clears throat> uh, I didn't really have any background in music other than like what we were talking about, just like listening to it on my iPod or whatever, MP3 player even. Uh, but I played baseball, okay. so I went to college for that. Um, played in high school, went to college, but then I dropped out. Uh, I went to the University of Tampa, and then I moved back to Indy. And um, Adam Carandang, who mm-hmm. Uh, went to IU at the time he needed a roommate like a third roommate with uh, him and our other buddy Ty so I I got to choose between living at home or like moving to IU for a year basically (laughs) going to IU without having to go to school why would you stay at home yeah no fact so easy decision (laughs) right and then that's where kind of the whole music thing started because like all we did was work out and just like play 2k so because I didn't have class I, I mean I had a job but it was like a really like chill job I was just training athletes you know yeah. what I mean so it's like right up that alley and I was like I gotta do something else yeah so I just I didn't know that you could just make music on a laptop I thought you had to have like a million dollar studio I didn't know like Metro Boomin was just like on his you know yeah. laptop but 
we would just be listening to songs and uh, my friend Mario got me really into like wondering who producers were more than artists we were okay. like really trying to see like hey who made that beat because that's 90 percent of the music we listened to like they weren't saying shit anyway we were just like that beats hard you mm -hmm. know what i mean uh so that's kind of like where i got started into production and that was like that was like three years ago and then uh you know now i'm doing podcasts and shit so yeah stoked. no that's crazy right. so um, when making music, it just started from like your love of it, yeah. but then you've just been, I know that you said you listen to a lot of podcasts, you do a lot of research on it. So is that more like you're looking for a certain type of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like program that offers certain beats or mm. is it like, how does that work? Like, how do you find the beats to work with? For sure. I think I know where you're going with this. So basically I just like had a MacBook at the time, MacBook air. So I just hopped on YouTube. I'm like, how to make beats you know mm -hmm. what i mean i don't even know like what i would have like typed into youtube but uh it just pulled up this like really complicated uh program mm -hmm. and i think it was either like reason or, or something like i never heard of uh but then i found out that my computer had garage band on it okay garage <clears throat> a lot of people start in garage band because a lot of people have macbooks and it's free yeah. but garage band is just the free version for logic pro and i'm the type of person who like i'm so passionate almost to a fault to where like I'll jump into something and if I need like the newest thing, the most like uh, what's everyone else using? Like I, I'm not about to make beats in GarageBand, so I bought Logic. Okay. So I, I just like loaded it up and I didn't even know how to make the thing make noise oh, for shit. like for like months. Oh my god! I'm like, god. how do I get drums? Started from the bottom. For real, like, I didn't know the difference <laughs> between a kick and a snare. Like I had yeah. that's like type. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So um yeah, I figure I ended up figuring out how to do it. And I made like one beat in my first two years of calling myself a producer oh wow yeah so uh it was definitely just like a journey to figure out this music thing and then over the last year i actually f switched over to fl studio because it's got cheat codes mm -hmm. um not really but pretty much so uh everything's kind of a lot simpler in fl and like every youtube tutorial on youtube is mm -hmm. basically designed for fl studio like okay. i'd say 90 percent. i'm making that up but it's probably close to uh, so it's just a lot easier to get into production with FL Studio. Now with uh, JR, with you and Annie being DJs, do you do you go to people like Brandon and say, hey, like I hear you're making some beats. I'd like to add them into my set. Like how does that how does that work? Like how do the two incorporate when it comes to music production and then putting together your setup when you're DJing? JR is going to be better. Well, I, I mean, like I know a lot of producers in in the city and – like I'm always looking for like new local good music. At mm -hmm. the same time, like it's hard to play a lot of it because just mm -hmm. honestly nobody knows it. So yeah. yeah, um, when I go for music and I'm looking for production, it's for like my my music. I actually got a tra a single out called Liquor Talk. Okay, and I worked with UG and I worked with a producer named mm -hmm. uh, Scoop. Okay, Scoop Stack, and um, like I'm always on the hunt for stuff like that. Okay, yeah. I feel like that's the hardest part too. I have a really good friend who's an R and B artist. Um, her name's Bella Girl. Um, yeah, I know Bella. Yeah, she's very talented. Yes, but it's it it is it's hard to play that kind of music because a lot of the times the crowd nowadays is it all they so want to hear is like hit after hit after hit. Like, yeah, and if you and you're like you're a DJ, I mean, you be up there like, oh man, like I don't even play my song. I, I mean, yeah. I, <laughs> you know I what I mean? Like, if they don't yeah. know it, I'm like, like I'm not yeah. gonna play it. I mean, mine rides, but it's like. You know, it's so not going to ride like, so like, like, like a soldier boy. Yeah. <laughs> I call it that like glaze look. Yeah. Like I freak out when I see the glaze. If mm. I see more than one person like, in the crowd, this? like glaze over or just be like, 
disinterested yeah oh, i gotta change this. well brandon yeah. how does that work for someone like you who sure. is spending the time creating these beats like are you so would dj's they wouldn't even be your main priority like you're not going to dj's with the things you're making because like they just said they it's things that people aren't really like interested in for sure. so who are you going to with the things that you're making yeah uh so i i work with artists like when i'm making beats like it's it's just like a few instruments and some drums and really just like uh it's it's a blank canvas for an artist to kind of do their thing on okay so um when it like the relationship between like the artist the producer and the dj so to keep it simple like the producer makes the beat the artist records a song and then djs mix songs okay uh, i mean djs can have original music too but like they were saying like like a club dj or someone who's you know performing for a group of people who are expecting music they know they're mixing popular records yeah now as as djs in like predominant clubs around the city how do you do you have to get permission to play certain songs like do you have to get you know uh I don't think authority is the right word. A permission, I guess, would be the correct word from like, do you go to the artists themselves? Like, how do you get the authority to play these popular songs? Well, well me, like the only time I really have to get permission to play any songs is for Colts games. Okay. Mm. Just for like licensing and stuff like that. And then okay. I got to make sure they're all clean edits. So the NFL has to prove every single song I play in the stadium. Okay. Um, not like if it's if everybody's hearing it and then the TV picks up some of those songs so they need a list and I actually have to provide them with a list okay but as far as like just at a club or something like that like I can play whatever really? it's my it's my discretion I okay. play whatever I want now is essentially, that because essentially I'm promoting their music yeah correct and essentially they're getting paid for it because the clubs publishing. have to pay publishing and licensing yep. to play the music. Okay, now explain that to me because like both Brandon and JR are nodding their heads right now. So what does sure. that mean with publishing? So like with him, he yeah. makes a beat, right? Uh -huh. He wants to send it to either BMI or ASCAP. Okay. Those are like publishing companies. So he actually publishes the music, so he actually owns it. You know, oh, you, you upload okay. the song on there, and then if basically, well, I also use CD Baby. For example. Yeah, I use DistroKid, same thing. It's exactly. What, what that does is if you upload the CD or if somebody uses your song or mm -hmm. if it sells on iTunes or it gets streamed somewhere, it's being tracked and you're being compensated for yep. it. If they use it okay. on a commercial or something like that, they like in, they didn't ask you or whatever, your publishing company will jump in and be like, hey, Interesting. cut us a check. Yeah. Basically, the publishing company like collects for the artists or producers. So at any club or, or like the Colts, they would probably have like a licensing company they work with. But anytime those records are getting spun, whether mm -hmm. it's a DJ or a radio station, the companies go out and they, they collect that money for the, the artist or the producer. And as producers and artists as well, we're just a part of that community where we basically just pay like a subscription to be a part of it. Okay. And then like a yearly thing or whatever. And then uh, let's say I drop a, a hit record and I know it's getting spins. I'm going to go to my either BMI or ASCAP and say, <clears throat> how much have I made this month? Go ahead and cut my check. Okay. And then they, they take their portion for collecting it or whatever. Well, um, cause I know it was a little bit of a process for myself and my um, audio producer, uh, DJ Antrim to even create my um, intro and outro because mm. we were taking a mix of a song that we found on YouTube. We had to email and get permission and do all of this stuff. And like we had to get onto Ableton and kind of um, 
add our own little pieces to it to to differentiate it from that original so I could use it and we didn't have to go through all this stuff of basically someone suing me. So I've always been interested with DJs how that works when you're when you're playing like Drake, Lizzo, all J. Cole, all these things. You know what I'm saying? Like So it became a problem for DJs when like we were uploading our mixes to SoundCloud. Yeah. SoundCloud started kicking our mixes yep. off. So then everybody switched over to MixCloud. But me, I'm not gonna lie, I got lost in the shuffles. Like I give up. I'm not gonna yeah. use either of them. I don't yeah. care. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. If, you want, if you want a mix, hit so. me up, I'll get you a mix. How about yeah. that? That's I mean, yeah, that's how I'd never had a SoundCloud, but Ben had had has a SoundCloud. My mm-hmm. boyfriend's also a DJ. Um, he has a SoundCloud, and his mixes were getting a lot of plays. Like mm-hmm. they were pretty popular, and every time it would get deleted, erased. And so for like, copyright, what's, yeah, yeah what's you can't even like post on YouTube either. Having it, you know, that's so bizarre yeah. to me. He has a uh, stuff on MixCloud though, but yeah. SoundCloud, well, my thing is, I, I would want people hearing my my record. So yeah. if you put my record on your mix, go for it. You all have permission. Put it on there. Go for it. Use it up. So I also wanted to ask you guys, um, and Brandon, I don't know if you can touch base on this just from going out. Like I know that I have heard stuff when I'm out that I think is really funny with things with DJs. Hey, it's my birthday. Can you play this song for me? Hey, uh, can you? Guys, can you see space. I wish everyone could I'm see Jr. Space I'm right now. Uh, we're leaving soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So, hey, uh, oh, here's my favorite. I, I want to know. I want Can I? Can I get a? Oh, that's my favorite wiki, too. Wiki, wiki, wiki. <laughs> can I wiki? Nobody ever. Can I wiki wiki? No. Can you what? At least, at least hundred times. Can I wiki wiki? Can I? Can I wiki wiki? Oh, like, honestly, true though. That's I'm the like, worst. If you touch me again, I'm touch gonna have me, you walk out of the club. Or touch my equipment again. <laughs> if you touch me again, we're gonna have problems. We're gonna have what's big what's even issue. like a what is a yeah. overview of how much this equipment costs? Like thousands of dollars. Huh. Man, thousands. Like yeah. put it this way, it's like, ridiculous. Like it, it's like a very big investment. You can yeah. invest. I mean, if you can just get a controller for like a thousand or something like that, or something used, mm-hmm. whatever. But like if you buy CDJs. And uh, a really good mixer, like a, a professional yeah, mixer, yeah. like you're spending five thousand, six thousand yeah, dollars. If you just get two good turntables and a really good mixer, you're spending at least three, three and a half. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. So, that's what are one. some of as DJs like? What are some of your biggest pet peeves outside of the wiki wiki? If you touch me, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'll be like, I'll be like mixing a song in with my hands, both my hands on the record, and somebody will grab my arm oh my and touch me while I'm doing that. And I'll be like, do you just hear you just made me mess up my mix? But yeah. like people don't get it. People they just don't think care. they can just grab you and Ugh. We but you can't no, grab no, me, bro. Like, don't, like touch don't touch me. me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were just talking about this. Um You can do anything you want around me. Night. Just don't yeah, touch me. Yeah, just don't touch me. Yeah. Uh, we were watching boiler rooms last night. Oh, yeah. Have you watched and everybody's so all it's like crowded. DJ behind set you. in the basement, basically what it is, and you're on the floor with the people. Oh. And it gives me so much anxiety because people are just back there like That sounds lit though. Hitting Oh yeah. <laughs> Have you ever seen them? You should watch no. them. YouTube? Tight. Yeah. The, uh, a, a lit DJ booth is cool, but a lit DJ booth with people that know like yeah, exactly. respect. I can put my the, arm on your shoulder. I can do a lot, but like mm-hmm. don't grab me by the arm while no. I'm I know even when I come in the DJ booth, like when I've been around both of you, like either I will make eye contact in front of you before I come up behind you, or I will come up behind you and just like tap your back and get on the side of you so you can see me in your peripheral and talk to me when you have time like yeah. i'm just letting you know that i'm there i support you i love you right. but like i'm not there to waste your time you're doing your fucking job yeah. that's yeah, another yeah, thing yeah. too if i'm in the middle of doing something like in the middle of my set and somebody tries to talk to me oh um, have a conversation i'm like 
I'll, if they're like, hey, what's up or whatever, I'm like, yeah, hey, what's up? But then they're like, continue to be like, are they trying to do business? I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm like, not like, doing yo, business right this now. This is my business. <laughs> I'm, I'm working. Set. Yeah. Like, can we not? Can, yeah. we, can we save this for after? Song request. How do you feel about that? That should be so common. It depends on the setting. It really does depend on the same. If you pay me three G's to do a wedding, you can request whatever, whatever the hell you want. You want. <laughs> oh, that's and true. I'll play it on a demand on demand. I'll yeah. stop everything and play it when you want. Yeah. You know? I feel like I'm pretty good about requests. Um, <laughs> but it definitely <laughs> helps when you get like a lot of people tip me. A lot of people will be like, here's five dollars. Yeah, because play, you're you're hot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not get I'm not getting tipped often. I did get tipped a hundred bucks to play still tipping. Hey. Okay. That was a flex, though. Yeah. For somebody. <laughs> that was a flex. It was. It was a flex. Sure. The person that did tip me and do that for me was a flexer <laughs> at the time. Yeah. He was flexing yeah. for sure. I don't. Yeah. Most of the time, I don't. The best though is when people are like, "Hey, come up in the DJ booth." They're like, "Uh, you gonna play that? Uh, you gonna play Truth Hurts? Or like, can you play some Lizzo? Or my oh favorite my is when people are like." Uh, you know that one the baby song? Which one? That song that goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Ooh, I'll like, tell you what? the number one oh, worst God. thing you can ever do to a DJ. Tell us. Ever. Tell us. Tell us. Pull the song up on your phone <laughs> and go up to the booth oh, and y'all get stick it in right now. I hear stories about DJs who will chuck your phone across the room. Hey, can you play this song for me? He's, no. like, he's like hitting the DJ highs. No. As they're like, I get mad as, as these DJs are like mixing stuff and you're sitting there and you're he's like trying to show it. them your phone screen. Here. No, I was dying last week. Here. That's the Rebel. worst thing you can do. I don't remember if somebody put their phone in Ben's face. I don't know what happened, but Ben took his socks and threw it at this person. <gasps> his socks? His socks. Ew. <laughs> What oh, he the took fuck? his shoes, socks off. You took your shoes oh, off man. and your socks, and you threw them at someone's face. Hey, it was definitely. It was he, big he had time. He had. He was angry. He was definitely. Angry. You were an angry yeah. elf. Like that angry is. Elf. That is a lot to do. <clears throat> but yeah, the the phone in the face is definitely. So when I'm, as I'm a as know. a music producer, For what sure. are some of your biggest pet peeves? Like, what are do you have people reach out to you that these these like SoundCloud rappers that are like, can you like make me a beat, bro? Because I'm trying to like finna put this sick ass beat together and like i'm making it big i want you to come with me <laughs> no for sure that's i mean <clears throat> my biggest pet peeve honestly is uh the digital art creators on instagram who always end up in my comments talking about hey you need digital artwork done blah blah, blah. i can make your face a cartoon and it's like but they use like 50 emojis and oh <laughs> like it's like I don't, I don't know, know if it's a scam or if there's just I feel like there's just like I feel like those are copy and pasters. Yeah, I mean whatever it is. But to really answer your question, uh yeah, like for me, all I need if you want to work together is just like some inspiration. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, hey, like it is kind of annoying getting like, hey, can you remake this beat for me? Because like, bro, what? <laughs> I'm not about to just remake the exact same beat that because you can actually do that. Like, if you're a good enough producer, you can listen to a beat and be like, all right, yeah, this is what you do with the 808. The hi-hats go here. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, you know what to do, and you can remake it. But uh, that's not really how the creative process works. Like, I'm not a copy and paste Type producer. Person, yeah. yeah, no, it's like I just, whatever I'm feeling or hearing in my head when I'm making a beat. And it didn't used to be like that because I wasn't very good yet. So, yeah, sure, I was just, like, copying stuff. But, yeah. Do you make music too, JR? Yeah, I've, I've, I've journeyed into it. I'm still learning. I, well, I know Annie's Bro, we got trying, wanting to yeah. learn. I use to Ableton. Oh, that's true. Me too. That's what I'm, I'm using right now for I, this. I made a couple of I made a couple of tracks, if you will. They're well, not Ableton's like finishing a lot master. more DJ friendly. He just got so excited. Like, yeah. He literally just perked up like a four-year-old. <laughs> 
I'll tell you what. I appreciate you guys, but unfortunately, I gotta go. I know he's got to get out of here, so we try to like get in as much as we could. But man, we uh we still have Brandon and Annie that we're about to. Hey, I appreciate you guys. Hey, any last words? Any final last words? Hey, um, um. (laughs) (laughs) Where can we find you on Instagram? You can find me on everything. G N O Universe. Everything's G-N-O universe. Well, thanks for stopping by. We're going to continue this without you, even though we love you. Y'all have fun, all right? Okay, (laughs) bye. Peace. (laughs) Later, bro. (laughs) So now that JR's left, God, (laughs) shitbag. He's so great. I love him so much. And just so everyone knows, like, I say shitbag the same way people say babe. Like, Mm. like, I literally, like, (laughs) I'm like, oh, that's shitbag. Like, it's, it's like a term of endearment, but... Um, so Annie is wanting to learn how to make beats mm-hmm. and do her own thing. And Brandon's mm-hmm. smiling right now. So <laughs> Brandon, if, if you were giving like an overview of someone wanting to Annie being one of those people mm-hmm. or anyone in our audience, like what would be your advice on the best way to get started? Uh, I just went to YouTube. Honestly, there's everything you're ever going to want to know is on there. But <clears throat> something I didn't know when I started was that. You can watch two years worth of YouTube tutorials and only make one beat and you're not going to be very good. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's it's really about just like 10% learning new stuff and 90% just trying to break shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just yeah. getting in there and, you know, Sense. making. Which making is noise. intimidating. I mean, yeah. Annie talked about that as far as like becoming a new DJ with <laughs> getting iced. <laughs> iced. <laughs> <laughs> like, ha- like you have to get in there and like yeah, fuck you, it up a few times mm-hmm. before. Oh, few hundreds. Yeah. Thousands. Yeah. Like, yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've just started a new project and wanted to pull my hair out and just like had to step away from it. You know what I mean? I mean, and I don't know as far as like, I'm like moving my chair back guys so I can like see them as I talk to them. Um, A few things that like, I obviously don't know like music production wise or DJing, but I know when I first started the podcast, I shit you the fuck not in my first episode, I recorded that bitch 72 times. I literally recorded yeah. the first episode. Like, was it by yourself? I was by myself. Yeah, that's And fine. I was just sitting in my <laughs> yeah. room and I was like, why am I nervous? I can do this. And then I would like start thinking and I'm like, do I sound stupid? Is my voice weird? What am I saying? Did I ramble? Delete. And then like yeah, starting yeah. completely over. Like, so to the effect of doing it hundreds, thousands of times, like that's 1 million percent accurate. Yeah. But I feel like you, once you start doing that, like you obviously get more comfortable in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first time someone else tells you your shit's dope, you're like really really <laughs> yeah yeah you kind of question it because like i feel like it, the the way that i look at it is kind of like when you look at yourself in the mirror mm-hmm. and and when then when you go out and someone's like wow you look really skinny you look great and i'm like what the fuck but it's because i see myself every day I and i don't about that last night yeah like you don't yeah. really see a difference but then when you see someone you haven't seen in three weeks and they're like uh holy shit like mm-hmm. i just ran into my buddy ben Polizzi last night and he was like do you weigh 87 pounds like what is happening but it's because i've lost 40 pounds yeah but i don't recognize that mm-hmm. because i see myself every day so so sure. I feel like it's the same when yeah. you're like practicing something same like a podcast, making beats or putting together a set list. Mm-hmm. Like when someone else compliments it, you're like, are you sure? Like, yeah. you really like it? Are you kidding? <laughs> like, <laughs> So as far as like getting started, you say YouTube is like a, a primary asset and then just doing it. Yeah. YouTube doing it. And then, I mean, having a mentor is invaluable, I think, in any uh, mm-hmm. area of life. But um, it's not always like for me, I, I didn't. 
I didn't really have that option. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, I don't even really know like how the producer community works around here that much, just because it's pretty quiet. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of people are just like doing their own thing, which I would love to have like a produce a true producer community in Indianapolis, where yeah. like mm-hmm. you know there's meetups and shit like that. And like, well, and I feel like Indianapolis yeah. is yeah. a hidden gym because mm. you can, I mean, we're in a studio right now in the middle of broad ripple yeah. that you wouldn't even know existed yeah, unless you were up here. You know what I'm saying? Right. So yeah. like there's opportunity. It's just a matter of people doing it. Um, and like to that effect, like even my like audio producer, DJ Antrim, like he's literally been making music for 15 years. And like some of our friends, like our buddy, Andrew Brenner is out in LA and like literally making beats for, for big time people. Like, he's a producer and it's because they all love it and it legitimately all started from them like fucking around all through high school and being in a band and hearing what they like hearing what they don't Mm -hmm. putting it all together so it's just it's very interesting to me how that all plays out um why annie why do you want to learn how to make beats why yeah um i feel like a lot of it for me is just i mean eventually i feel like i'll like doing it just because i'll be able to make my own Mm -hmm. um like twist yeah that kind of thing like music just in general but i think that the reason i do want to learn is because it'll teach me a lot about just music in general yeah like breaking it down breaking a song down like how you know what instruments how do you know the difference between a drum and a snare like yeah you know um it'll help you on me understand music more so that when i am djing it'll make me an even better dj okay so you you can hear things differently yeah you'll definitely yeah i feel like you hear music differently when you really learn yeah i I like to say, well, I don't necessarily like to say it because I haven't told a lot of people, but I always tell myself, like, w- once I became a producer, um, you almost give up the right to being a fan. And okay. what I mean by that is, like, I never hear a song now without thinking, what's the 808 doing? How are okay. the drums? Interesting. Which instruments are playing? So you I'm know not like, so oh, much information. Like yeah. you don't, you don't yeah. get to just sit back and enjoy music anymore. Not that you don't enjoy it, yeah. but like you don't. I enjoy get to it for just a different like, reason. Yeah, I, right. it's not a blissful enjoyment anymore. Where I'm just like, you hear all oh, the details. that's awesome. I just yeah. love it. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm like, oh, I like it because, and then I have a hundred answers, or yeah. I don't like it because. You that's know what I mean? awesome though that you yeah. like you hear the multiple concepts of it, so it yeah. it allows the appreciation to be a little bit deeper than just like blasting it in your car. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's that's like one of the reasons that I even love music so much is because, um, <clears throat> you could do it for the, I could do this for the rest of my life and still not master it yeah there's so much that you can learn there's so many routes you can take different genres different subgenres, just so many different production styles techniques um sounds that you can use like it's endless and yeah. that part of it actually uh intrigues me yeah. yeah now has there been anyone that's stuck out to either of you as a mentor in this industry I mean, obviously for her. Yeah, I mean, DJ No taught me, like, didn't teach me, but he gave me the platform yeah. to DJ. Yeah. Um, like, I was really lucky when I first started. Um, he helped me buy all my equipment. He went with me, helped me pick everything out. Like, I learned on CDJs and turntables, and I got to t- t- decide. So you really had, um, like, a big brother in the yeah, industry. Like he, yeah, he had literally gave me a platform. He took me to Brothers. Like, I played um, Little Five at Brothers at wow. IU, Hell like, yeah. in my first year of DJing. So that's like crazy. huge like, you know what i mean yeah, like, yeah, yeah he gave me so many opportunities that i like he definitely is like a big brother to me and he was yeah he was the reason that um i kind of found my own avenue mm-hmm. and i'm now doing my own thing hmm. so i mean there are definitely um 
a lot of other DJs in the city that I see as kind of like, not that I like copy off of them, but that what they do, like they inspire um, you. Yeah. They inspire me. So when I first started DJing, I would go around to like all the different nights, the club nights I'd go Tiki Bob's, I'd go to blue. I'd go to, um, brothers. I'd go to, or I'd go to taps. Brothers wasn't a thing when I first started. Um, like teeny metro just to see like how everybody was playing and what I liked and what I didn't like and like how they would act interact with the crowd you know what I mean just how a, a DJ acts yeah so um and I think I think it's a complete aesthetic too. how I learned yeah. um like that's, how I found my own avenue and that's one thing that I love about coming to visit you at metro or teeny Brittany have you ever been to metro or teeny I haven't oh my god it's, <laughs> I, it's I don't amazing. leave my basement <laughs> um it's, it's so the fun. reason that I love it so much though is because typically there will be music videos playing mm-hmm. with the music and mm-hmm. it gives you a complete aesthetic like a vibe of yeah like you're engrossed in the music at that point for sure i love i love festivals and shows like yep for sure yeah. so i because well, I, I know like I even being out. at snake pit oh like, my goodness our favorite place <laughs> in the world that's my favorite place in the whole indiana world. Yeah. ride or die motherfuckers <laughs> um but i know that that's big for me like on tiki uh, at tiki bobs on wednesdays they mm-hmm. play the music videos on the screen and they're and that's when i like to go dance because there's hardly anyone in there right but like I am a dancer. Mm. And so being a dancer and having a music background, when I see the collaboration of the two combine, it makes me appreciate that music so much more, especially, I mean, no bullshit. Shout out to baby because his is like, it, he's a All fucking videos. a production. Yes. Like yeah, yeah. It, he it's is so sweet. passionate. I just got chills. Like he is yeah. so passionate about his music in general mm-hmm. and it is a fucking production. Yeah. So like even his newest song that came out bop like yeah watching that video yes oh my i've i've been trying to learn that dance like there's a my buddy fonzie he's a dancer yeah yeah and then um one of the guys at work uh at revel ty like we literally were just talking about that i'm like dude let's fucking learn this shit and do it in the middle of the dance floor because we love dance so much. And I feel like we feel the music deeper as a Mm. dancer, Mm -hmm. just the same way that you guys feel it deeper as a producer and a DJ, because you watch, you watch it come to life. Like it's, it's just, it's incredible. Like the, just the aspect of music alone is incredible to me, but that's why I like Metro and teeny because Mm. they play those music videos with it. And you're almost engrossed in like, you appreciate the music a little deeper because it's creating a complete and total vibe. Right. Mm, for yeah. sure. So it, I mean, I don't know. It's just, I, I like it 10 times more when I can see like a visual with it. Yeah. And what's cool about teeny is most of the time, like when I'm playing like my sets or whatever, the music videos that are playing aren't, they don't correspond with my music, mm-hmm. but it's, but like, it still fits. We always laugh about how like most of the time the beats are like right. on with the music video. Yeah. It's like, this is yeah. the actual music video but like you know yeah for sure yeah speaking of things being in sync um with like the music and the videos what are some um like current or like future collaborations that the two of you are working on i know they're in different obviously different fields because you're djing and you're creating music so what are for those sure. some of the different collaborations you're working on or striving for mm you want to take that first? <laughs> I can. <laughs> um, so one of my really good friends, his name is Bill. He okay. goes by uh, DJ Monstru. Some people call him Wild Bill. He has a lot of different names. Um, <laughs> Just like JR. We're actually, yeah, we're actually about to start a night um, every last Monday, every fourth Monday at the Saint. Okay. Um, and I have DJed with him a couple of times before, and it's always like we're very similar. We're just kind of like silly, like we do whatever we want. And, um, like 
we play outside the box. I feel like stuff that you wouldn't put together or songs you might not normally hear in the club. Um, so yeah, we're starting a night. It's called Unwritten. Ooh, that's Every exciting. Fourth Monday, last Monday of the month. Last Monday um, of the month. And at then, patron saint. Yes, at the patron on Meridian. saint. On Meridian. And again, patron saint, <laughs> not patron, patron. saint. <laughs> it is patron saint. There are patron saints of many things, including music, art, all of that. Does that mean like protector? Yeah, like yeah. the patron saint, like mm-hmm. basically like the guardian, like yeah. the the exhibitor of that field mm. so there's a patron saint of music there's a patron mm-hmm. saint of the feast like right. so it's it's like the the holy grail of that gotcha. thing that makes sense um so quit fucking saying patron saint <laughs> i mean patron, patron. <laughs> <laughs> it's patron saint i got i get so mad about it I know. Uh, are you she going to patron saint up. no that doesn't exist goodbye goodbye um but <laughs> But no, we're also doing 12 Days of Christmas. Actually, it's not 12 DJs. I think it's 24. There's more than 24. Damn. Events. Yeah. It's, it's been 12 DJs for as long as I know. And last now year, it's though, there were like 40 of us. But it's, <gasps> that's a, it's amazing. The Is that thing. the Vogue again? It's at Panium. Oh, okay. So the Pavilion. Panium, um, and it's on the 23rd of this month. And 23rd of December, Indianapolis, Indiana, the Pavilion. We've got Pan-Am. the uh, 24 million DJs of Christmas (laughs) no a lot of us are doing um like we're collabing with another DJ so Bill and I have a have a nice little set oh I can't wait for that (laughs) wild Bill and I can't wait for that (laughs) wild Bill and Annie D in (laughs) all the fucking western cowboy cowgirl gear you can even imagine (laughs) asses out hats on she needs a t-shirt let's just ask ginger to make you like a custom outfit that says ass out hat on <laughs> like <laughs> that's, that's, that's literally <laughs> me like last night I, I i had my ass out but i not all the way out i was wearing like fishnets that's out I'm not, I'm, there's no, I'm not even shocked. Like I just rolled my eyes cause I'm not shocked. If Annie saying her ass is out is like me saying I wear hoops. <laughs> <laughs> like it's the same thing. It's the dead of fucking winter. My ass is still going to be <laughs> whatever it takes. Um, so B, what are you currently collabing with or like hoping to collab with? For sure. So <clears throat> it's a little different for me. Like, um, I, I like work. As a, as a producer with myself, but then I send out music, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like, um, I don't necessarily get to make those decisions, like which artists I work with. I, I try oh, to, okay. you know what I mean? Cause like artists are in the studio with the engineers and pretty much how, from my understanding, how it works is the engineer will just pull up a beat okay. and if the artist likes it, he'll record to it. So like pretty much my job is to for like major record placements, like with artists that people would hear on the radio or yeah. like, you know, um, in the industry, if you will, uh, send, send beats out to the engineers or, or to the artists or whoever their manager, like whoever would, uh, be playing it for them. And then, you know, if they record to it and I hear it on their album, I'm like, Hey, I sent that beat. And then we work, you know, work out some type of like split or, or contract. Interesting. Um, that's, so how yeah. how do you really prove yourself on that? Because I guess everyone could kind of email or or like shoot a message and be like, "Hey, I made that." For sure. So, uh, oh, you mean like how do I? Yeah, like basically if you're re- say like that's mine. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, you can like tag it with like your producer tag, or honestly, like that's that's kind of hard for someone to try to like steal your beat because you have the project in your 
computer. Okay. Like if it were to go to court, you just pull up your computer and just show that you made the beat. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, I, I don't really hear that happening much, but, um, more so like the, the stuff I do have control with is like working with either like a local artist or, uh, just people who I've networked with. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's like, what I've really been spending the last like year or so on is working with a uh, local artist, DSR. Uh, his name's Devante. Okay. Uh, but basically, um, I, I did a podcast with him too. So like, he's one of the artists on my podcast. Where so can like, we find that? For sure. It's on uh, Wave One Radio, Wave okay. One Media, their YouTube channel. Okay, um, cool. Yeah, I did another one with an artist I'm, I work with. His name's Connor Holleran. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just both really good friends and amazing artists. So like, uh, they're up and coming in, in the industry, but yeah connor's album is yeah it's sick exactly mayhem, right? mayhem yep this is mayhem go stream it on apple music and uh spotify check it out for sure it's top to bottom it's one of the most creative albums i've ever heard yeah so it's awesome i loved it um yeah so that's i'm working with like local artists sending beats out and then uh really my job and you know the goal for 2020 is to just uh do as many collaborations as i can just because that's like kind of how uh I grow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. um, so, I just got to get on beat or on music. So you're to record to my shit. 24. <laughs> yeah. So when do you foresee this being something that you can call a career? Like mm. something that you can. When you I know, was 22. Hey. Because I'm just that type of person. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like I'm the moment I downloaded Logic, I'm like, this is my career. Oh, you know? well, yeah, for sure. Okay. So let me rephrase it. When do you see this being something that's lucrative enough for you to have a living? For sure. So, uh, simple answer is just whenever it replaces my current income at my job, you know what I mean? Like the moment that happens, then I can really like dive in like fully. Yeah. To be completely honest though, like I'm already fully in, like there's no other option. Like I, you know what I mean? I dropped out of school. Like my, my career doesn't have advancement options or my job on the side doesn't have advancement options. Like I, I have no other path. Like this is the only thing that's going to work for me. Cause yeah. I already made that decision yeah. and that's exactly why it's going to work. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, so, uh, I would say, but I mean, just to kind of give you, you the solid answer of just like, whenever I make enough money to support myself, that's when, you know, it becomes like quote unquote a, a career. Yeah. So, well, and I think that's a good way to put it. Like the air quotes for quote unquote career, like choosing your career doesn't, doesn't mean lucrative yet no like that's and and that's kind of like what i'm viewing even the podcast and stuff Mm -hmm. as because i'm going back to school to be a therapist Mm -hmm. and i will be on stages motivationally speaking Mm -hmm. and traveling around doing my podcast my blog like that is that's going to be and is my career it's just a matter of getting it to a place where i can survive off of it like when you can survive off your passion Mm -hmm. and make it something that's not necessarily choosing your career you can choose your career whenever the fuck you want but making money off of it is the hardest part sure um so with djing Mm -hmm. like i know that you also work multiple jobs you're in school you're doing all this stuff so Mm -hmm. is is djing something that you're going to be choosing as a career or um this has been hard for me because i think that djing has changed so much Mm -hmm. um in terms of like nowadays i feel like you never know like am i gonna have that gig next month two months three months Mm -hmm. from now like is this gonna be a consistent thing like what if the management changes like what if you know what I mean? And, and mm-hmm. there's so many things that could happen that make DJing so difficult to be like a, like a solitary mm-hmm. career. Yeah. And um, 
I'm saying this because I feel like I can. I know I keep mentioning him a lot, but my boyfriend has been doing this for a really long time. He does it full time. He gets booked. I think he was booked like 20 times this month. Yeah. Out of the 31 true. days. Yeah. And some of those days were double bookings. So it's like, this is his career and he's been doing it for so long that he's built that name that like when you hear action Jackson, you know who that is. And like a lot of people are like, Oh, I want to go to his shows. Yeah. And I mean, eventually that's the goal for me, but I feel like it's, um, such a like flimsy, like, Mm -hmm. you know, you just never know. Like uh, people say like anyone can be a DJ now because you can have access to. Well, and and that's, that's yeah. And that's exactly what like I talked about with, um, we had Aaron Feldmeyer on the show, uh, Mm -hmm. photography wise. Mm -hmm. And she brought that up. She's like, anyone is out buying a camera, calling themselves a professional photographer. So the industry becomes so saturated. Saturated. Mm -hmm. And then when people who are genuinely good at what they're Mm -hmm. doing as, I mean, even with music production and DJing, you walk in and you say, these are my rates. This is what I'm charging. And someone looks at you and it's like, why the fuck would I hire you for three grand when I can hire what's your name for 200 bucks? Yeah. Yeah. But you get what you pay for. Right. And the cream rises to the top. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I have to constantly remind myself. And that's why I'm still doing it because, um, like I could have had a career in in retail and visual merchandising and all of that. And I chose not to, I chose to do DJing and I do want to make it a career, but I'm also in school for massage therapy. Yeah. Um, so I want to be kind of a holistic healer too. Yeah. Mm. In terms of, um, like helping people deal with their emotions in a different way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, so, I know Brandon, you're really big into like meditation yeah, and sure. um, meditation just, is amazing. Yeah. yeah. So like, I I just love because right when she said that, you're like, mm, like, <laughs> yeah, instantly, like, yeah, you guys are kind of on the same page mm-hmm. with that. So that's that's what I really want to be doing. Like, I I mean, and I when I explain this to people, they understand it. I kind of have to break it down. Um, I love DJing and I love that environment, mm-hmm. but um, it can be very toxic and it can mm-hmm. be very exhausting. And um, it does take a strong person to do that every weekend. You're hammering it out. Those places playing the same songs, being around the same type of people. like Dodging ice cubes. Being, right. Yep. right. <laughs> and it, sometimes it's, it's not sorry. Not that I'm like not feel like I'm not helping people because I feel like when I play the music, it is therapeutic to, you know, have people dancing and you're providing a soundtrack to whatever they're going through. Yeah. Like sure. whether it's a happy or a sad or a angry, whatever it is, you're providing yeah, yeah. a soundtrack for people. And that's great. And I love that feeling. But I also want something that's more. Um, deeper that's deeper than that and so i think that's why i chose to do massage therapy i eventually want to have my own like holistic practice where i do help people like heal from within yeah um so that's i want to have two careers which is difficult uh (laughs) to figure out how to do i think i think everyone can say that they kind of are on that journey for Mm -hmm. themselves yeah and then those who are on that journey for themselves are motivated to help other people kind of get on that journey like brandon i know i've reached out to you as far as like even meditation like how to tune in to a better a better way to meditate and kind of understanding it because i know like you and your girlfriend lex like Mm -hmm. you guys are really big on mental clarity and like emotional clarity and being good with yourself and i know that you guys are very private as well um which i think is a big big aspect to that and in finding your own personal peace (laughs) is remaining like private which Mm -hmm. again for me is difficult because i am a bartender i'm a volleyball coach i'm doing a podcast like my life is out in the spotlight and then with you annie like you and ben constantly on a stage constantly promoting constantly like 
we're and this is by no means like trying to gloat or be narcissistic no. but when annie and i go out downtown everyone knows you everyone yeah. fucking knows me yeah and it's like sometimes it's i was talking about this on uh the podcast with the male entrepreneurs that uh, we had in here i went into kilroy's and i've never seen this person in my life mm -hmm. and i walk in and i'm like hey i'm just here to get my to-go order and he was like oh shit queen ochino in the house that's a good feeling. Like, that's nice. Yeah. Like, I appreciate yeah. that you recognize who I am. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, my God, I want to look homeless. I want a baseball yeah, cap. Exactly. I don't want anyone to know exactly. me. And like, mm -hmm. it's 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 hard sometimes. And I'm by no means a celebrity, but kind of like that aspect of being a celebrity. Mm -hmm. I now I can get a little a minor, minor, minor taste yeah, of it. Just like a glimpse yeah. into their world. Yeah, yeah. Where you have to mm -hmm. like you have a presence about you that like if I would have walked in and I would have been in a shit mood and be like, okay, cool. I'm just here to get my fucking to go food. Right. They would look at me and be like, damn, mm. because yeah. that like they saw my face mm -hmm. and they lit up with a smile. They're like, yeah, I've seen you on Instagram. Like they're excited mm -hmm. and you've got to play into that emotion. Like you've yep. got to be like, oh my gosh, it's so nice to meet yeah. you. What's your name? No matter how you're feeling. Yep. And yeah. even as a DJ, like mm -hmm. people come up to you, like you just said, like whatever someone's going through, good, bad, happy, sad in between, mm -hmm you've got to be able to provide that platform. Like, mm -hmm. like you could be changing someone's whole evening. Like right. you don't life. know if you could be changing their whole life. Yeah. Yes. Like say that guy just got broke up with mm -hmm. and his, his girlfriend was cheating on him. Yeah. And then he comes and he's listening to your music mm -hmm. and he's feeling alive for the first time in right. months, you know, like that's, right. it's a big responsibility. It is a bigger, and a lot of people, my close friends, people that know me really well say, and it's not in a bad way, but they're like, you almost have like a character. Mm -hmm. because like the avatar. real the real you yeah. is like not that it's a bad thing but the real you is so like sensitive and emotional and very like wants to be private and wants to i mean you're so like there's just so many things that people when i'm out and i'm annie d or whatever yep. like i feel like i have to i do put a lot of pressure it's a persona because i feel like i have to be I do like, like you still want to be authentic, but right. you've, you've got to put on almost a show. Like mm -hmm. even for me, right. like, do you know how many people when they like have asked me my name? I'm like, it's McKinsey. And they look at me weird. I'm like uh, Chino. Chino. Mm -hmm. And yeah. then they're like, Oh yeah. 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 So it's mm -hmm. like my private life is private. Like mm -hmm. you guys don't know about my man. You don't right. know about my family's situation. You don't know these right. things, but you know that when I'm behind that bar mm -hmm. that I'm putting on a show, mm -hmm. like if I'm out with mm -hmm. my friends, like, I'm dancing, I'm having a good time, I'm taking pictures, I'm doing all these things. But there's a very, very, very fine line between having a facade yep. and being a performer. performer. Yes. Yeah, yeah, for and sure. I feel like that's where it gets difficult for Ben and I. It's just everything is so public all the time. Mm -hmm. um, and it's 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 just been hard for me because that's like that's not what I'm used to. Yeah. And it's not a bad thing necessarily, but I it's just it's different. Yeah, and it's it's not bad. It's not good. It's just like it's something that you have to take with like a grain of salt. Now I am very sensitive, so I yeah. have to take a lot of things with like it's not a projection of you or you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Like, you can't take this personally, and I do take a lot of things personally. Yeah, and I get really upset. I'll well, and that's the problem up. I have seen like being in the industry in general is I am the type of person that you want me at your event, I'll be there. You want me mm -hmm. to support you? I'll do it. You want yep. me to repost your shit? Yep, okay, dope. It. Like you want I'll me do to what go you need when I've had three hours of sleep. 
oh my god mm. if for I anyone that knows me i'll be there for anyone that knows me i if i have a day off from work it's not a day off mm-hmm. i have four events in one day mm-hmm. yeah, like i'm sure. literally going and i'm supporting the people in my community yeah. no matter what the case is mm-hmm. and little do you know that i haven't eaten in three days and i've slept six hours in a week right. like it, i mean like i do what it takes for other people yeah. so when i don't get that feedback into me mm-hmm. i'm fucking pissed yeah like, <laughs> yeah you take I'm it so personally you're like damn like now okay. as as a music producer like you don't really have to to have that um do you do you still carry like that weight of being a quote-unquote like performer like mm-hmm. how you carry yourself publicly like to the degree that we were just speaking yeah no not nowhere near that uh let's i don't know if this is just unique to my situation but like i personally just like do me mm-hmm. so so unapologetically like i'm i never even have to like change my persona or uh i'm just genuine at all times yeah, and that right. allows me to just be you know what i'm saying it allows me to just be like we're human beings right. you know what yeah. i'm saying like i don't try to do something i'm not or be something i'm not and it it makes life a hell of a lot easier you know yeah. what i mean i think for me personally it's not that i'm being ingenuine mm-hmm. It's that people look up to me in this sense of, wow, Chino, like you're so alive. You're Mm -hmm. so energetic. You're so funny. You always are dancing. You're having a good time. So there are some days I genuinely feel like I'm not allowed to have a bad day because Mm -hmm. that could cause someone else to have a bad day. Like Mm -hmm. I know, I mean, even with Annie, like Mm -hmm. there could be days when she's having a bad day and I'm having a bad day. But if she reaches out to me, my bad day no longer matters because I'm helping someone. For sure. So even when I'm out at the bar, kind of having that responsibility of, I don't know what other people are going through, but you recognize me. Mm-hmm. Okay, my bad day no longer matters because I'm here to I'm here to perform for you. Yeah, I'm that, here to bartend yeah. for you. So it's yeah. it, and I think that's a good point. Like being genuine yeah, all the time. Good point. I don't mm-hmm. I don't want to say I'm ingenuine, but I feel like I take on other people's life situations and I want to make them feel as good as they can so mm-hmm. i put myself on the back burner well, yeah, and then that's where that, that persona comes in everyone uses right now because everyone's claiming that they're an empath but yeah it's because you're an empath uh, yeah like it's just you're just an no. empath and i'm the same everyone's way. not an empath she, and everyone yes. doesn't have anxiety <laughs> and everyone doesn't <laughs> yeah. suffer from depression shut the fuck up so here's the <laughs> thing that that i would want everyone to know it's that uh the whole the whole game we're playing here is that if you take care of yourself you have more to give to others. Right. Yeah. So right. if you're making sure that, and you've said it, it's a responsibility. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like we've uh, accepted whether it's our, uh, you know, purpose of being here or, you know, however you want to look at it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But we've accepted what that is. And, and to achieve that, yeah, it takes a lot of discipline and, and just like making sure that you're straight so that, even when you're having a bad day, like your bad days aren't bad because you have a perspective. Yeah. Right. And that perspective is that it could be worse. You yeah, know yeah, I mean? yeah. That's how I like to look at things. Like I like don't sweat the small stuff mm-hmm. and it's also all small stuff. Yeah. You ever heard and that? I, like, yeah. And you know I try I mean? and definitely like one of my key phrases, Annie can attest to this, is reframe your brain. Mm. Yeah. And that is something that's huge for me because people will sit there and they're like, Chino, how the fuck are you? at work right now and you're on two hours of sleep and you're working three jobs today Mm -hmm. and i'm like yeah some people 
don't get a job at all yeah. but i have four of them like right. i like i try yeah. and reframe my brain to to look at it like oh this is a blessing because i get to mm-hmm. cash money on four jobs when some people are living off of food stamps because they can't get hired yeah yeah so it's like it's it's and i think that that's the best way to look at it like that perspective piece of when you're good within like the little stuff like the bad days don't matter so like I mean, they they all matter. Everyone's feelings matter. Blah blah blah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like that perspective piece of yeah, I'm tired, and I may quote unquote be having a bad day because I feel like I'm gonna vomit because I'm low on sleep. Mm. But hell yeah, I have four jobs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's just it's all perspective. It all is. It's all crazy it's perspective. It's, Definitely, it's just insane to me, and that's and that's something that like I know you're wanting to help people with, and I know mm. like. Brandon you're big on is For like sure. basically internal peace is that the yeah. best way to like yeah because it? it if you know what I'm saying that's how you shine without is to make sure that like the light inside of you is bright as hell you yeah. know what I mean and that's when the that's the whole purpose of meditating and reading and personally developing and uh keeping a positive influence around you is just like I just look at it like the universe has a beam of light that goes through my body and and it literally projects Mm -hmm. out into every single person i ever meet talk to pass by like whatever and and i'm just i'm just living as a feeling you know what i mean and people feel that good energy from me and it's not because uh you know i'm i'm this or that or i'm better or anything like that it's just a conscious decision that i make to be one with the universe you know i I feel like that's like reflecting into your work as well yeah absolutely and that's why it's like it's it's something that once you grasp it and you're and you're getting to a place where you can say fuck yeah this is my career like it's it's reflecting into the success of that and how you're building on creating like better beats and better networking and and it's just it all kind of dominoes one Mm -hmm. into another yeah yeah like you said it's creating so like creation is the closest we can get to god it's literally because i mean if you think about it like all we're doing is taking our our influences and inspirations that we've gathered in our conscious minds and then we're blending it with emotion and feeling and then the subconscious universe whatever you want to call it god gives you a spark of inspiration that comes out you know in a in a frequency and in music that's all that shit is is frequencies you know what i mean so uh not to like take that down a rabbit hole but yeah, that's why this music thing is like so powerful for me. It's just because everything that I do believe in and everything that I like stand for kind of resonates in yeah. music. You know what I mean? Well, and I think music's kind of powerful for everyone, especially us oh, in yeah. this room. 100%. Like um, just in the in the different aspects of like creating it, putting it on a platform. Mm-hmm. And then for me, like, I mean, I I play instruments and such, but even as simple as a bartender, dude, the right music i'm fucking moving and grooving yeah. i'm making drinks quicker than anybody else like yeah. it's that's the best compliment when you're a dj when the bartenders are like your set was tight like yeah you had me moving i didn't have to think all night yeah I'll exactly like, oh, that's, that's the a best thing. compliment like, like i when, get a receipt when you're like rolling and you're not nothing can affect you because mm-hmm. the music is good because you're vibing you don't get tipped okay cool next person like yeah. it's it's not a big deal because it puts you in a positive place of like that mindset of your vibing and you attract the vibe yeah, right? yeah. there's like, like there's like 10 10 stimuluses that like mm-hmm. uh elevate our frequency and yep. music is like one of the most powerful ones there's like really? other ones yeah mm-hmm. I, I have like the list at home and my well 
That's journal, awesome. No, I would be interested <laughs> to know that. I'll throw that on the blog when we release. Yeah, the I can send it to you. I'm just big in like Napoleon Hill and like it's kind of like a buzzword right now and like law of attraction. But yeah. like, um, I really like actually believe that shit to oh, its fucking yeah. core. So one million percent. Um, I have a journal that is like yeah. I literally the front of it says prayer and law of attraction. So yeah. like the top half the piece of paper is the prayer that I put out. The bottom half the piece of paper is it's not even it's not I want. It's literally every I, sentence I starts am. with I will <laughs> and I, I am. am. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it says I will be successful. Yeah. I will be happy. I am successful. Yeah, like you should yeah. change Just it like, to I am. I am. Yeah. 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 Go I ahead. am is like the biggest thing. <laughs> Pop off. So, <laughs> Yeah, pop off on this thing. <laughs> no, um, I'm going to school at Indiana Academy of Massage, and they did that because our mission statement starts with "I am." Yeah, yeah. So every day when we have class, um, we write down like two things that we love about ourselves, two things that we wish we could change. Yeah, and then those things that we wish that we could change or evolve or whatever, mm-hmm. you turn them into "I am" statements. Yeah. Hmm. So I am blah blah blah. Because uh, I don't feel worthy. I am worthy. Yeah, I got for you. Sure. Like, because I will be well why the fuck aren't you right now yeah you know what i mean yeah. like, like you're you're like when when you say like i will or i want or this and that like th- mm-hmm. those are still powerful but nothing's as powerful, powerful. as like now yeah. yeah you know what i'm saying I yeah so but i think yeah, it's fine. i think to to kind of like devil's advocate on that no, yeah, is like i i know there's things that i still need to alter mm-hmm. to get to that goal which is why i started with i will because like right mm-hmm. now some people will look at me and they'll be like, uh, yeah, you're successful. You're fucking killing it. Yeah. But to me, because I know that it's not where my goal is, I, that's why it's I will be successful because I don't view it as that being a current situation. For I'm sure. just I'm climbing. I don't view myself as successful. I, I view myself as climbing. For sure. Yeah. I mean, that's if that's how you look at it. Then yeah. You know, what yeah, I mean? but I, yeah. no, I like that. I like that. Yeah. Uh, I am thing. I, I do that. I will. But that. it's just I feel like for me, if I say I will or I want. It's just like, okay, I will eventually. Yeah. yeah. I have to hold myself accountable and be like, right. I am. Yeah. Like if I say like, I will be worthy or I will be. Which I feel like that mindset has, or has helped you guys like in this industry because I feel like, I feel like the music industry is extremely difficult. It's, I would honestly, I think it's the most saturated market there is. Yeah. I mean, because the glam and the glory is so like sought, sought after, after and it's yep. so easy to just buy a laptop and download fl studio but like again we talked about this mm-hmm. just because everyone's doing it doesn't mean everyone's doing it at a high level yeah. yeah you know what i mean you're, you're doing it to your full yeah. potential one million yeah. percent so with all of that being said i think that is a amazing place for us to kind of bring this to a close um, I know JR's yeah, bitch yeah. ass left 40 minutes ago. <laughs> He's a very busy man. So we understand. We love him. That's the A1 day one. Yep. Um, but I did want to just say, well, he'll hear this eventually. Thank you, JR, for being here. <laughs> for sure. um, and then thank Brandon and thank Annie just for being here and sharing their insight. Um, if you guys have any questions, please feel free to reach out to either of them. Um, where can we find you guys social media wise? I'm just Brandon Real or Be Real Beats on Instagram. I have both those accounts. Okay. Um, just like my personal and then where I post my beats. I got a lot of revamping to do with that stuff just because, I mean, I've been just working. Yeah. Not like marketing. You yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah, if the like slide up, like you can hit my DMs and I'm like, that's the one of my favorite parts about music is like connecting with people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I love to just talk about this shit. Like yeah. we're an hour and a half in or whatever yeah i yeah. could go on for another you know yeah, rest yeah of the exactly night. But yeah just reach out hit me up and 
like if you want to build like or just chat you know what up I mean? on those yeah. meditation tips yeah right exactly <laughs> meditating is key jinx <laughs> and annie where can we find you um so on instagram and facebook um it's just my full name so it's annie dalhanty it's spelled um d-u-l-h-a-n-t-y mm. and then my facebook i have a dj annie d page if you want to follow um i need to get better at posting on that but if you want to follow where i'm at okay um, for like the month or wherever perfect but i post everything on insta and um, you guys will be able to jump back onto the blog and find more information of them. And we'll just have links to all of their social media as well if you would like to connect with them and um, DJ No included. Um, but I just wanted to say thank you for being here. Thank you for all the information. I think this is really helpful for anyone, you know, kind of interested in doing what you guys are doing or yeah. having some extra insight into the difficulties of it yes, uh, yes, rather yes. than, <laughs> you know, just assuming. I think that's, I think that's yeah. the biggest thing I wanted to do with with these episodes is stop the assumptions. I want people to have a clear understanding mm -hmm. of like cost value, work value, the yeah. time and the effort and the energy put into these things. So I just, I really appreciate you guys. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. For sure. All right, guys, if you have any questions, anything you would like to hear more of, feel free to reach out to them on social media. Um, right. <laughs> and um, you can also find my social media at Chino's best and it's C H E E. K-N-O-W-B-E-S-T or my main Instagram page is Queeno Chino. And thank you guys for listening and we'll see you soon. Thank you guys for listening to Chino's Best. Be sure to check out the Instagram and Twitter pages at C-H-E-E-K-N-O-W-S-B-E-S-T and follow each week for new topics. Click the link in either bio and be sure to subscribe to the podcast and the blog. Special thanks to sponsors involved. And remember, you're not alone. I'll prove it. <laughs>